Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz. Um, You know, we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs on this show, um, and I'm super excited for this week's guest. Um, We've gone back and forth a few times, and I'm just so happy that we can finally connect. Um, So I'm excited to welcome Cassie Ryder. She is a curriculum writer and a group coaching consultant. So thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, and then there goes my notifications right away, right at the beginning. <laughs> no I worries. for that. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh no, it's okay. Yeah. We've had kids yelling in the background. We've had okay. dogs barking. <laughs> I mean, it's real life, you know? <laughs> oh boy. Um, so yes, thank you for having me on the, pa- the podcast. Um, I, like you said, I'm Cassie Ryder. Um, I'm just really excited to be here and just talk a lot about the joys of owning a business and, um, yeah, having an online business in 2020. I know it's exciting. I mean, you know, it's stressful sometimes, but you know, I'd say exciting and awesome outweighs the stressful most of the time. (laughs) I I would agree. I would agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. And I love that we're both out in Oregon too. I don't think I've actually interviewed anybody else. Well, I mean, actually I take that back. I've had a few local girls that I've interviewed, but um, yeah, like not many, I think two, two other ones. Well, so. and you're, you're in like part of my f- like favorite part of Oregon. Like I love Hood River. It's like the cutest town and you guys have the river right there. Like so many fun things in Hood River. Yeah, we love it. Like we were on the Washington side for years and then we left for North Carolina. And when we left, we we're like, um, we're going back to Hood River and we're never leaving. <laughs> we're never leaving. <laughs> We love it. Um, okay, so let's dive into all the fun stuff. Um, how long have you been a small business owner? Like, what's your business? How'd you get started? Um, you know, all that good stuff that you have to share. Yeah, well, my my journey into business ownership has been, gosh, um, like, I've been in business now like three years, but not the business I'm in now. Um, so uh, what happened was um, I had... I was a teacher um, in my previous life, pre-entrepreneurship, and that is a particularly draining field to be in these days, to be in the public schools. Yeah. And so, like, shout out to every single person who's a public school teacher right now. Like, you're literally super people. I know. Uh, my sister's a teacher, and yeah, it's it's a lot. And she actually just texted me, like, 30 minutes ago. Sorry to interrupt. She's up in Seattle, and she was like, they just canceled our school for the next two to three weeks. And I was like, oh, my God, just because of the coronavirus. That is so, I, like, I don't even know what's going on with that, man. That's a I don't, I don't either. I know. Like, I did, like, <laughs> heard it a few weeks ago, and I was not paying attention. And apparently, like, I don't even know what's going on, but I'm just like, huh. I guess there's a, this big thing happening. It's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. So you were a teacher. No, no, no. Yeah. So I was a teacher and I was just like, I, there's, I need something fun to do like on the side that can help bring in money. And I didn't have children at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I started um, a business where I, I made hand painted wooden signs and then I held like sign painting parties. Oh, fun. And it was really fun. Um, and it was just kind of a side thing I was doing. And then, um, we, so 
uh, we adopted our son and it was a really like surprisingly quick situation. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we got on the wait list and we had a son in eight weeks oh, wow. and so it was like really a big, like, Whoa, like we knew this was happening, but like, wow, eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so when that happened, it, it was really like he was born in August. And so I just didn't go back to school for the fall. Right. I took like my maternity leave then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, and then as that happened, I was like, I really don't want to go back like at all. Yeah. And so I'm going to try and make this sign painting business my thing. Like I'm going to make some money doing this and I'm not going to go back to the classroom. Right. But like we needed the second income. So I had to do something. So, um, so that's what I did. I, I took an, I took a leave of a year. So I extended my leave. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to go all in on this. And that was like my first real foray into business ownership. Uh, aside from like, I had been a part of like some MLMs before, mm-hmm. but, um, this is like, was like my business. Right. And, um, what I quickly discovered was that, um, there's a lot of overhead when you're doing like handmade business, like when you're doing handmade stuff and selling mm-hmm. them. And also like having a newborn and also needing to be out in the garage, sanding and staining and painting, uh, that didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> no, that would be tough to do both. <laughs> And then, right. And then it's like, you're also competing with like Hobby Lobby and all of these places who you can buy a sign from for like $20. And I literally don't know how people who sell stuff on Etsy, like, like specifically like hand painted signs. I don't know how they make money. Right. It's like, unless they're just giving their time away. So I learned quickly that that was like not the business for me. And it also turned something that I like loved into something that I just was irritated with because- So that was a great lesson. And in that time period, I had joined um, some networking groups and met um, some wonderful women. And in one of those networking groups, somebody was like, hey, I need a virtual assistant to help out like, you know, $15 an hour. And I was like, okay, maybe this is the link to like help me stay at home, you know, so I don't have to go back to work. I, I could be a virtual assistant for her. And so I started doing that. And, um, and I, I came to a point where my year leave was almost up and she was, she said, well, you should just make virtual assistant, like your full-time business. Like you should just do this for other people too. And then you would have like a full-time business. And I was like, that's a great idea. And so that's exactly what I did. And, um, I was fully booked uh, with a wait list in four months. Oh, wow. So that's great. It was awesome. And then I was like, but I don't like what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to juggle. Like I'm just, everybody's different stuff, right? Right. And it's like, I am, you know, I think there's things that we're really great at that don't bring us like a lot of joy, right? Like I can do admin stuff like a boss, but I don't like it at all. Like it's not my, (laughs) it's not what I want to be doing. It's like, I can do it really well though. So, um, so then I thought, gosh, I've just really made a job for myself is what I've done, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not, and, and the reason that I wanted to do all this to begin with is because I was raised in a house where, you know, my dad like never has a single positive thing to say about going to work every day. Right. And I did not want that to be what I showed my son. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to show him like, you can do what you want and, and you can love going to where you go to earn money. Right. So I knew I needed to switch and I'd been working with a lot of mom business owners and I'd been doing a lot of like back end system setup and business, like almost business marketing planning and things like that for them. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I, listen, I, I've just booked out of my own business in four months and I've been helping all these other women like run super 
a profitable business is. So I'm going to, I'm going to coach people on how to run a business. Right. So then I moved into that and that was really a lot of fun. Um, but what I realized there is just that like, can I market and stuff? Yeah. Do I enjoy it again? No. So I thought at that point, what am I really loving about what I'm doing? Cause I am having fun working with these women, but I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, my scope is too broad. Like I'm trying to focus on too much with them. Right. And what I really loved doing is just, it was like this full circle thing. Like I just had to go back to my teaching roots is I loved helping outline and develop their programs, their group programs that they were selling. And, um, when I looked at the market, what I saw was that there are a lot of people out there helping you launch and sell those group programs, but there's not a lot of people out there helping you build those group programs to make them something that gets your clients results. Mm -hmm. And so that's how, that's the very long story of how I ended up with, um, my business that I have today, which is helping online coaches, um, create group programs that get kick-ass results for their clients. That's awesome. I love that. And and I love that you like went through the different things that you've done in the past, because I mean, we all evolve, you know, and it's like, we get into it thinking we're going to be this one thing and then realize that, Oh wait, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. And I feel and like, that's the luxury we have as business owners. We can make it what we want. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think like, I think sometimes we get stuck in it and we kind of forget that, you know, um, have you ever heard of James Wedmore? He does love like, I know I love him too. Love and him. it's just, you know, it's like the business by design. Like he's right. Like we get to design whatever we want and execute it however we want, you know, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Um, For sure. love that. Um, so you mentioned your son and the, you know, the different, like working from home, helping all these women, like how do you balance the work and life? Like, do you have any tips on that? Oh, you betcha I do. It's called get help. Yes, totally. (laughs) Um, And especially working for so long with mom entrepreneurs specifically. um, You know, what I came to realize is that it doesn't matter what type of business you run um, at all. If you want to be successful in your business, you're going to have to make an investment. Mm -hmm. And that investment is either going to be time or money or both. And when I sat down and weighed those things, do you know who Brooke Castillo is? No, I don't. So she runs, she's a life coach and she runs this whole school for, to train other life coaches, but she has a podcast called the life coach school, I think is what it's called. But I was listening to one of her podcast episodes one day and she was talking about um, assets in your business and how the, the top three assets that she outlined. And I, I love this, this idea the first asset is your brain, right? Because you can't run your business without your brain. So you got to take care of your brain and make sure it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And the second is, um, excuse me, is your time. And this is in order of importance. Like your brain is the first most important asset. Then your time is your second most important. And then money is your mm-hmm. third most important asset. And it's, I, I feel like a lot of times we get so stuck on the money being the thing. Right. And we want, we don't want to give it up because we're afraid maybe that we're not going to get more of it. And I love that you listen to James Wedmore because he talks about this idea, this scarcity mindset all the time and how it's really damaging as a business owner to have that kind of mindset. Yes, totally. And and that's the mindset I had when I went into business. I think that's the mindset a lot of us have when we go into business. If, if it's new for us is like save, save, save and put in the time because we're trained to be employees, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Totally. I didn't even realize I had that mindset until I started. I, so I did, I invested in his business by design program, which scared me at first because I've never invested, but it's been amazing. And then, yeah, like before we even really get started, his whole first module is, I mean, actually it's multiple modules in one. It's all about the mindset and scarcity. And I'm like, I didn't even realize this because like my parents kind of had that mindset and I just never even thought about it. Like, so it was just kind of like ingrained in, you know, in me. Yeah, for sure. And that's where our beliefs come from. Um, and I could go down this rabbit hole all day long. I love talking about mindset and um, just, you know, limiting beliefs that are holding us back. But what I realized was that there is no way, there's no way that I can be at home with my son all day long and run a profitable business. There is not enough time in my day. And so I can be at home with my son more than I could at a nine to five. Like I can make the the best you know, most flexible schedule for me. Um, but I, the best decision I ever made was getting help with childcare period. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I don't, I don't know. And I'm sure everybody has their own way of figuring it out, but it did not work for me to try and split my focus like that. I felt either guilty for not being present enough with my son or guilty for not focusing enough on my business. Like there was never a time where I felt good because I always felt like I should be doing something other than what I was doing. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's hard. And I think we as moms that own businesses struggle with that, you know, or like, or until we come up with a solution for it, because yeah, we just feel these pulls from the two different, you know, two very important aspects in our lives, you know? Right. And, and I, it's so funny. Like another kind of thing is like, you know, my mom was always a working mom. I thought for sure, like I'm going to be a working mom. I, I just always kind of knew that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then for some, like at some point, um, when our son came home, I was like, Oh, I just want to be at home with him like as much as possible, which I think is probably a perfectly typical reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so then after I got into this thinking I would be able to be at home all the time and run this business, then I almost felt like, well, I'm wrong. If I, if I want to have time away from my son to run my business, that, that made me that like, for some reason I felt wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And that was a really interesting, um, you know, situation to be in because I thought for sure I would never feel that way. My mom didn't stay at home with me, you know, and like, I love my mom. She's my best friend. Like Mm -hmm. she did not damage me by working. And so all of these thoughts that, you know, I guess when you become a parent, things come up that you never thought would come up, but that's what came up for me. And I had to work through that and realize that what my son really needs is a mom that is healthy and a mom that is a good role model and a mom that takes care of herself and him. Yeah. And so that's how I came to that decision. But really, like, I'm so over this idea that moms in particular, but women also just in general, need to be superheroes that do everything. It's such a lie. Yeah, we can't. And I mean, we try so hard. And it's just it's like you said, we're, we can't be healthy and execute all of that, you know, and like, that's not what our kids need. Right, like, right. Because it it's, it's not sustainable. And it's not a good example for them because it's just teaching them. This is how you operate in life. I don't want to send that message to my kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want you to be burned out as an adult and feel stress all the time. Yeah. Like I want to show you what it's like to live a life by design, a life that you choose to live. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so do you use any like automation to, you know, help with your business to like balance and make that easier and more efficient? You know, like what are your go-to apps and things like that? 
Yeah. So I love lead pages mm-hmm. and um, I, I really am loving Airtable. I don't know if you've ever used Airtable. I have not, but I've heard of it. Like I've, I've gotten recommendations on it, but I haven't used it. It's so good. It's like a really awesome spreadsheet tool, um, but you can upload. So I use it for all my podcast records um, for like anything that I need a form filled out for. Uh-huh. You can create it and then it just automatically goes into a spreadsheet form. So any applications I put out for anything, um, any anything that I need to keep information in a group, I use it for basically every part of my business. And then I just have a different, they're called bases. So I have a different base for each part. And, it, and it's awesome because then I can share that with my team also and they have access to it and they, you know, they can edit or modify as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in Airtable all the time. Acuity is what I like love for scheduling. Um, and I, I'm in Canva more than I should be probably because it's so fun. It is fun. It's like not the best use of my time, but, um, and I have like, my team has access to that stuff too. So those are like probably my big go-to ones that I use. Um, and then of course everything's all connected so that it all flows, right? Like my scheduling software is connected to my mailer light, which is connected to lead page. Like it's all set up. I didn't do all that setup though. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Like, it's so crazy to think how far technology's come. You know what I mean? Like growing up, like I had, you know, and this is in high school, like dial up that we were like, whoa, this is amazing. You know, (laughs) I mean, you know, that was 25 years ago. Now it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Anything like get Zapier, connect to this, integrate to that, blah, blah, blah. It's so cool. It is so cool. It makes you watch the net. Do you remember that movie, the net with Sandra Bullock? Yes. (laughs) Have you watched that I haven't watched it recently. I mean, that's probably going to be hysterical now. It's so funny. It's like, oh my gosh, this is such a joke of technology right now. And at the time, I remember watching it. That or that movie, Hackers. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember that one too. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, I would watch those and be like, oh my gosh, these are such computer geniuses, you know? And like now, none of it's relevant. <laughs> no, no, now you can do more on your phone in five seconds than they could do on their big computers. But. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll have to watch those. It's been quite a while. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite or most effective way to market your business? So for me, because I'm a service provider, I have found that the best way to market in my business is to start building relationships with people. And it's a slow burn, but I feel like it gets you the better clients, right? Mm -hmm. So like you can run Facebook ads and do paid marketing and things like that. And I think there's a time and a purpose for all of this. Right. And that's probably a combination of both. That's really necessary. Um, But when I'm looking to actually bring somebody into my programs um, to work with them one-on-one, I want to make sure they're the right fit. And this is something that I advocate for a lot in the work I do with my clients is like not just letting anybody in and really getting to know them as much as possible before they're in your program. So they can get the best results out of the program, right? Right. That I make sure that the right people are working with me. So I have found that like networking um, and that I've done a lot of that offline as well as online. Yeah. Um, And not even just networking to get to know like my direct client, right? Like some of the best connections I've made have not been with people that, that I've worked with. Like they've been the people who have led the people I've worked with to me. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so thinking out of the box that way and, and trying to genuinely connect with people that I actually think are interesting. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know? totally. 
and not just like spamming people with, Hey, thanks for, you know, I, I can't even remember the last time I sent out a friend request. I get like 20 a day, but like, I don't send them out anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me. Like I screen my, I also screen the people that friend request me. Right. Like right. If, if there's somebody that I feel like, okay, then I'll accept the request. And if not, like, I don't want their stuff clogging up my feed, yeah. which might sound harsh, but like, it's kind of a boundary that setter also, right? Like there's so much information that's thrown at us in our faces all day long. Like you have control over that to some extent. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, our time is valuable. We have so much going on. Like, I mean, you know, it, we shouldn't just accept everybody. Like you said, like, why would we want just these random people that we don't know or have any like connections to be clogging up our feed, you know? Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. So- yeah just making sure to connect with people you actually want to connect with. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And that's the thing too, like how you were saying, like not just taking anybody that kind of goes back to that, like scarcity mindset, you know, like, Oh, I'll just take anybody, which I know I've totally done that. Especially it was earlier in my business. And Uh I'm such a people pleaser too. It's hard for me just to say no. Um, but really being able to dial in on like who you want to work with, it's beneficial for you and them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I tell my, like, particularly the clients that I work with, you know, they're running group coaching programs. And so they're trying to take a group of people to an end goal. Well, if you have people that aren't like really in it to win it, it drags down the whole group. Yeah. Makes your job a lot harder. And so I'm just all about making sure you have people in your sphere, whether those are your mentors or your clients or your colleagues, you know, Mm-hmm. that are that are there to be in it to win it in whatever you're doing and whatever you're working on with them um or however you're communicating with them you know it's like also just the people i choose to just be in contact with that are like my friends that i've made online which is a whole other crazy thing that i've experienced in the online business world right you have all these friends from like all over the world yeah it's insane right but like i choose to be in connection with the people that that will, that are also driven in their business, that also are thinking outside of the box in their business and that, that are not complainers that are, that see the importance of mindset and developing that in themselves and things like that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's crazy. Like again, how, like how a technology has connected us. Um, and yeah, there's so many inspiring and amazing people out there that, you know, like you just meet and then you kind of like keep a relationship and it's just so cool. Like it really is a neat thing. Um, and going back to the networking offline too, I think people kind of forget sometimes how important Mm. that is, you know, like, and especially in this digital world, world, it really is important to meet face to face and make that connection because it's even feels like it has like more weight to it now. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. A hundred percent. It's like, it's like the handwritten letter versus an email. Yeah right? Like how I just, I don't know. I was thinking about handwritten letters the other day when I was at the store and I used to buy stationery all the time. And I would write to my cousin who lived a while away. And I was like, we just don't do that anymore. We don't put the time and energy into like the relationships anymore. It's like quick to just send a quick text message. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like just that little extra special little bit. And I think that's kind of what it's like when you go out and actually meet somebody in person (laughs) in real life. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, it's like little and simple, but um, makes a big difference for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so what do you do to help your business grow? You know, like how do you get out of your comfort zone? And then, you know, do you have examples and any advice on how people can do that? 
For sure. I think that if you are not getting out of your comfort zone in your business, you're not growing. And so totally (laughs) just period. So each day I'm like, literally I ask myself, what can I do to make myself a little bit uncomfortable in my business day? Like what's one thing that I've been, it's usually the thing that I've been putting off. Yep. Right. (laughs) It's always the thing that, you know, you need to do it, but it doesn't really feel fun or it doesn't really feel like you, you know, like the thing, but it is the thing. That's the thing. Do, do the thing, do the damn thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but for me, what I've been really working on, I'm an introvert by nature. Um, and I used to use that as an excuse a lot. Um, and I used to equate that to being shy. Like I had all these stories around it. And what I've realized now after I've put myself out there a little bit more is that an intro what, what that basically means is like, if, when I'm ready to recharge, I just need to be alone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I don't like people and I, that I don't need to be putting myself out there. And so I've been working a lot on just doing what we're doing now, like um, speaking to, to other people on their podcasts and helping out their audience with, um, you know, any way that I can and submitting guest blog posts and, you know, collaborating with other business owners, um, doing some opt-in sharings with people that I like truly believe in what they're doing. Um, that kind of stuff I feel like is how I've been doing most of my outreach these days. And, and that's really Uh, that's, that was, it's not anymore. It was something that was very uncomfortable to me because I constantly felt like I was selling myself. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was really hard for me to to do, to get over this idea that like somehow I wasn't worthy of, you know, um, of somebody hearing from me or they wouldn't want my information. You know, it's just, listen, entrepreneurship is one whole big personal growth journey is what I found out. (laughs) It is. Oh my gosh. Like in the roller coasters of emotions, like it's just, yeah, it's crazy. That fun, crazy, but yeah, that's yeah. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, just doing the things that we don't want to and putting off and I don't know, I think, yeah, I've so struggled with like quote unquote sales or like feeling like I'm selling, you know what I mean? Uh But I mean, it's like, if people don't know like what I'm selling, then they're not going to know, you know, like, and it doesn't have to be in any sleazy way just you know even mentioning it I feel like sometimes we're like oh god I shouldn't have said that but it's like it's not like you were being overly pushy or anything so right and I think that it's just like you know we have this kind of idea I think at least I did that confidence was just something you had or didn't have Mm -hmm. and and then I was like Cassie you're a teacher you know that that's a load of uh, just garbage because you you build up confidence right you practice and fail and practice and fail a little less the next time and practice and and then as soon and soon enough you're you're not failing really at all and then you get it and then now you're confident mm-hmm. right totally. so you, you build your confidence through practice and what that means is you better be ready to fall on your face a few times because it's going to take that totally <laughs> and I mean and that's it's, I don't know in the moment too when you do fall or like things don't go the way that you want or you just I don't know, completely fail. And it feels like a punch in the face. I don't know. Just, we have to remember that it's the whole part of it, you know, like, and you will look back and be like, Oh God, all right. That's why that happened. And just like realize how much you grow from it. But in the moment it sucks, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what I do in those moments is I put on like some sort of song and this might, I mean, please don't judge me for like my favorite one of these songs, but I'll tell you, um, is Eminem till I collapse. Oh my God. I love him. That's like when I'm running and I do not feel like running anymore. I put that one on. It's such a good song. And it's like, yeah, 
So that's like my go-to if I'm feeling like, oh, and I'll be like, nope, Eminem didn't quit. He didn't quit. He did not. <laughs> can't repeat some of the w- words he says in it, but okay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, cool. So we're down to your favorites. Um, what's your favorite book, your favorite drink, thing to do to relax, thing to watch, and place to go? My favorite book. Now, this is kind of a challenging one. I was thinking about this because <laughs> you sent me these questions and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to pick just one book. I'm sitting here looking at all of my books. Uh, books are awesome. Books are so great. So I'm going to give you two. The first one is like a uh, personal growth kind of book and it's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I've heard of that. I haven't read it, but I've heard about it. I saw it so many places when it was first published and I just kind of thought, oh, there's some of that new agey BS, you know? And then I became one of those new agey BS kind of people and I was like, hey, I should read that book. <laughs> Top of my list. And, uh, and it is, it was like literally a game changer for me. And, um, I, I highly recommend that everybody read it. It's like short and quick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think I read it in like two hours. Like it's not long at all, but super like, it's something that I think about every single day. Like there's four agreements and if you nail those, you're good. <laughs> That's all I have. Um, to myself. Um, so that would be like the kind of nonfiction-y kind of book. And then mm-hmm. one of my favorite, favorite fiction books that I highly recommend is actually written for probably fifth or sixth graders, but I think every person would love this story and it's called A Long Walk to Water and it's about, um, it's about, it's like a, you know, they split the story. So every other chapter is from, there's two main characters and then every other chapter is like from each one of their perspectives and it's like modern day, um, gosh, uh, it's a country in Africa. I should know it. Uh, Sudan. There we go. Sudan. Okay. And, um, and then in the eighties in Sudan, um, and there was a lot of like, they were taking child soldiers and things like that. So Hmm. it's, it's ultimately about the importance of water and how that, I mean, it sounds like not all that interesting, but it is so interesting and it is so good and I love it. Yeah, no, that sounds like that would be a really interesting read. Like that, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite drink is like literally sparkly water. I could mm. drink it by the gallon loads. <laughs> I'm drinking one right now. Um, I like all the flavors. Is that like the bubbly water? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like I the, I've never like had any. What? I Shut know. I know. I see it all over the place and I'm just, I don't know. I'm like, I should try that. And I just, I never do. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Nicole. So I know the pod- podcast is called Bubbles and Biz, and I used to be very, a little, maybe a little bit too heavy on the bubbles side of things. Mm-hmm. So I had to find different kinds of bubbles to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes total sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I really enjoy the sparkling water and like hot mint tea is my thing at night that I enjoy. Mm, yeah, that sounds good. And then, gosh, what do I do to relax? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry. I was going to reread it for you. <laughs> what do I do to relax? I go for long walks pretty much every day. Um, and that really helps clear my mind. And I, I've tried to become a, like a bath taker. Mm-hmm. I can't sit still long enough. 
Me neither. Like <laughs> it sounds work. great in theory, but I'm just, I get antsy after like a minute. I'm like, this yeah. is, <laughs> doesn't work for me. No. <laughs> me neither. Awesome. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Oh my gosh. I love like detective and cop shows. Um, and my all time favorite show of ever all time is Veronica Mars. Oh, that's a, um, that's Kristen Bell, right? Or yeah, is that her yeah. when she was younger? Okay. I remember yeah. that. Now there's a movie too. And like a whole series, a whole new season on Hulu. Oh, okay. That's it's awesome. So yeah. She's snarky. She's like, if I could be, if I could be any fictional character in real life, I'd be V Mars. Yeah. <laughs> she's funny. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Um, what's your favorite place to go? My favorite place to go is Montana. That's where I'm from. Okay. And so I'm from Western Montana and I love, love visiting home and being in the mountains and being on the lake and yeah, being in big sky countries, we call it. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. Um, how long have you been out in Oregon? It will be 15 years this year. Oh, wow. So, okay. So yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much an Oregonian now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've been here a lot longer than me. I'm only going on a year. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cause you said you lived in Washington. For yeah. sure. and then Carolina. Hey, I went to visit South Carolina this year. Mm-hmm. Freaking love South Carolina. We went yeah. to Charleston. I was at the rise business conference. Oh, cool. Um, With, uh, Rachel Hollis, right? Yeah. It was epic. I'm, it it looks fun. amazing. I watch. I follow her on Instagram, and I'm just like, oh, I want to be there. Yeah, it is really good, and I loved um, just all, all of Charleston. Yeah, oh, it's a cool. It's a cool. Like those old Southern cities, like Savannah and Charleston, mm-hmm. and are just so neat. Like I grew up outside of New Orleans, and so even going into New Orleans, and like you know, just some of the touristy stuff that you don't go to, like when you live there, is just I don't know. It's such a, such a neat, you know. Did you say you're from New Orleans? Is that what you said? Oh, right outside of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the reason that I love Charleston so much is because I love New Orleans so much. Like we went to New Orleans and I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to like be here all the time. Um, Not in July. Not in July and August. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That probably wouldn't fare well for me, the Montana girl who's used to frigid cold. But I loved, um, I, I liked the Charleston aspect a little bit, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. because it seemed like the French quarter, but just calmer. Yeah. It, cleaner. And, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not like vomit. <laughs> exactly. Or pee. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, New Orleans is a cool place, but yeah, we can't live there mainly because like the humidity too. And when my husband's like a big mountain biker, um, uh-huh. which obviously there's nothing around there, but, um, it's a cool, it, it is a neat city. It has a special place in my heart, but yeah, we love, we love the Northwest. Yeah. It's a good place. Yeah, it really is. Um, awesome. So where can everybody find you? Uh, website, social media, and I'll, I'll be sure to include this in all the podcast notes too. Yeah. So my website is CassieRider.com and on Instagram, Instagram, I'm at Cassie Ryder. And, um, on Facebook, you can find me at online coaches deliver results. Yay. Oh, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you it has so been. much. Yeah, like for yeah, joining in. Hopefully we can get together in real life because we're not that far from each other. I mean, I know. I feel like there should be an opportunity at some point, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do y'all ever come out to the gorge in the summer or anything? 
Um, we didn't last summer, but you know what we always do is we drive through. Oh, true. To Montana. When we're driving to Montana, we're always driving past. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'd be a fun summer. Like you have kids, right? Yeah. Um, six and nine. How old is? Here, there it is. He's two and a half. So he's a little younger, but you know, going for a hike or something like that would be really fun. Yeah, totally. And my daughter loves taking care of little babies. Like, I think it's because cause she likes being bossy and her brother doesn't listen to her anymore. So when it's like really younger, she's just like, oh, look, here you go. <laughs> That's perfect. My son loves older girls. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think he likes being doted on. He has a three-year-old cousin and they almost are just like, they, they just like kind of are more like brother and sister at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think when somebody like, cause you know, girls around like four, six, that kind of age range are like tend to really be into like the top, like at least the ones I know they love him because they want to like kind of baby him a little bit. Yeah, Cause he's like a real life doll kind of. Yeah. Yep. yep. And he likes that. He's like, yep. You can go ahead and focus all your attention right on me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. We're going to definitely have to stay in touch. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. This has been so great. And um, yeah, just been awesome. It has. Okay. We'll chat with you soon. Okay. Awesome. And thanks for listening, everyone.